Come be a part of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board with Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right now. And here we go. Welcome to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. Once again, that was the sound of rock cracking, and maybe it's an echo of what's going to happen one year from this week. Well, what happens a year from this week? Well, it's 2020. There'll be a presidential election. Will President Trump be reelected? Will he be running? Because maybe he's impeached. Does a trial come up in the Senate and he get um, uh, thrown out of office? Well, <laughs> we're going to talk about that a little bit today. But the main part of today's show is last week's best news you never heard. So what is it? What's the best news you've never heard? Well, the mainstream media is not going to cover it. But Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics will because it could be one of the most historical speeches ever given. But it wasn't in a large stadium. It wasn't in an arena. It was at a... Uh, in a in a room, I think it's a hotel or somewhere, but it was in Atlanta, Georgia. Do you know what I'm talking about yet? You still don't know. <laughs> Most of you don't. A handful of you probably will. It happened in Atlanta, Georgia last week. And what happened? Well, President Trump went to Atlanta to address the Trump campaign 2020s meeting with Black Voices for Trump. Now, what what could get what could be historic about that? Well, we're going to be talking about that, getting some clips from President Donald J. Trump, and getting some insight and input on that in today's show. Before we do, let's get to uh, this uh, issue about impeaching forty-five President Trump. Will he be impeached? So I talked to some members of Congress in the past uh, couple of weeks, and what I have derived is there is a sense of that. The Democrats are going to impeach this president in the House. And part of me, and I've talked about on this show where I thought, well, the Democrats would sort of play it like a show trial and be free publicity. And they wouldn't actually impeach the president, but they just drag everything out and try to get his poll numbers down and try to drive those down. But the members of Congress I talked to told me that they had met with the president and the president was convinced that the house was probably going to impeach him and therefore uh and one of them asked me well ed what do you think about the uh what what the senate should do should we uh make a motion to dismiss and not even bring up trial or, or go through the a trial of the president well i wasn't ready for that question i should have been and and my thoughts were, you know, just get this thing over with quick as we should, and they should let these uh, House know if you send an illegitimate impeachment up here, it's just going to be dead on arrival. 
and that's really my feelings. I don't think the House should be impeaching. There's not been an impeachable offense, but the Democrats seem to go forward in a political, one-sided party, meaning Democrats, and we've never had an impeachment before that went through the uh, went went through about bipartisanship being pushed. It was Republicans and Democrats in all the impeachments before uh, Johnson in the 1800s, and then Nixon, which he never got impeached because he resigned, and then Bill Clinton. But there's always been bipartisan support to proceed with impeachment and right now there's nothing but democrats all republicans are saying no there's no no impeachable offense so they're in this inquiry part but if they get to the senate there can be a motion to dismiss and that's what uh, i was told by uh, one of the members of congress that's what senator Byrd did from west virginia who's passed away now but senator Byrd had uh, put up a motion to dismiss and the Republicans were uh, in control of the Senate when President Clinton went through impeachment, and what it uh, and and of course they voted that down, and they went ahead and go, went to a trial that went by very quickly. The Chief Justice would preside over a trial, but the thing, looking at this, is interesting because if the House proceeds to impeachment which they want to do before the end of the year if they do it, it's what is understood then it gets over into the senate but it gets real tricky what would you want to do if you were a republican if you know the facts are all on your side and i think we'll just get this thing over with quick and not worry about it but you know what the more i think about it the more it might be uh, if the if the Democrats insist on impeaching President Trump, and they try to get all their derogatory news out about Trump, if he's actually in trial in the Senate, maybe the Republicans should control that trial like the Democrats are controlling the impeachment inquiry, and put all the good news about what Trump's done. Show how dastardly the Democrats have. Uh, brought up all these things against Trump that are not impeachable offenses. But drag it out. Why would you drag it out? Well, put the good news out day after day. And one of the things that's unusual in this, in this rush to impeach the president, it will lock in six Democratic candidates running for president in the most important times of the political season because the primaries will be starting in Jan- you know January, February, March. Uh, very important primaries. So if the Republicans want to really uh, do unto the Democrats what the Democrats are doing to Republicans, they could drag this thing out. And who are the senators? Well, you got uh, you got Senator Booker from New Jersey, Senator Sanders from uh, you know Vermont. Senator Warren from Massachusetts, Senator Bennett from Colorado, Senator Kamala Harris from uh, uh, California, and Senator Klobacher, uh from um, Minnesota. But six of uh, the competitive candidates running for Democratic nomination for president would have to sit in the trial. And the thing is, the Senate is like a jury. The Senate 
the senators are like a jury. They don't get up and make speeches in the Senate. They can't rail on at like a political speech and try to speak to voters. And they have to sit there with their mouth shut like jurors and listen to the evidence. Well, why not think about this? Let the Republicans drag out the impeachment after if, if Trump is impeached, let the Republican, Republicans drag out the trial, keep these candidates in their Senate seats, and if they leave, then it shows they don't care about impeachment. They don't care about getting rid of the president like they said today because they're not doing their duty to stay in the chair and listen to the evidence. And how can a juror make if, if how can they vote if they don't hear all the evidence so put all the evidence out there for week after week after week and keep these candidates tied down to the chairs <laughs> um, would that be mean or well, what do you think they're doing to president trump is the democratic operatives are they not mean are they not defeating and hurting the country well maybe the democrats ought to think about that before they proceed but uh Pelosi, I heard somebody call her Pelosi Yamamoto. Now, why would somebody call Pelosi Pelosi Yamamoto? Well, uh, Admiral Yamamoto, and if you just haven't seen a good movie, go see Midway. But Yamamoto made a statement, it's famously made, even before this movie is famous, after Pearl Harbor, the Japanese Admiral said, was said to have said that We've only awakened a sleeping giant. Talked about the United States of America after Pearl Harbor. And you know what? Pelosi, that's why his friend of mine said Pelosi Yamamoto. Because Pelosi may have just awakened the conservative Republican American giant by proceeding with impeachment. I hope she has. How about you? What do you think? Well, you can let me know. Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. You can also check out our Facebook page. And if you haven't liked, liked it, go ahead and like that. And now that gets us to what happened last week. In the best news you never heard. Well, it's about Atlanta. And Black Forces for Trump were meeting in Atlanta. Let's take a little listen to what some of the things were being said. Here's President Donald J. Trump last week. And I'm thrilled to be here in the heart of Georgia to launch our incredible new nationwide grassroots effort. Blacks, think of this, blacks for Trump, black voices for Trump, African-Americans for Trump, call it whatever the hell you want, right? We like it. What do you prefer? Blacks for Trump or African Americans for Trump? I think so. Well, I want to thank you, and I'll tell you what, we're doing well. We have our best employment numbers, and we're going to get into it, but the support we're getting from the African-American community has been overwhelming, and I want to thank each and every one of you for your courage and tenacity and devotion to really what's turning out to be a movement. This was like a movement in 2016. There was a movement of a lot of people. And by the way, you made up a good portion of that movement. You know that diamond and silk. Oh, you're so great. So great. For decades, 
The Democrats have taken African-American voters totally for granted. They have. They didn't do anything for you. Democrats have run America's inner cities at every level of government for 50, 60, and 70 years. And really, 100 years, I view it. I think Paris, right? 100 years. When Detroit last had a Republican mayor in 1962, it had a strong, beautiful economy. Per capita incomes were among the highest in the nation. And after nearly 60 years of really crooked Democrat rule, it's one of the poorest cities in America. It was one of the most successful cities in America. Philadelphia has a poverty rate more than double the national average. The city has had a Democrat mayor every year since 1952. 20 out of 20 most dangerous cities in America last year were run by Democrats. I'd say that's not too good. Nationwide, 58% of murder victims under the age of 22. Democrats threw open America's borders to the deadly drugs and ruthless gangs that are all over the place, to mass illegal immigration, which hurts the black community so badly. They passed crime bills that devastated your communities, and Democrats waged a relentless assault on the cherished values that have always defined African-American families. You know that. It's, it's amazing that you've stayed so long, to be honest. It almost becomes a habit, right? It's a habit. Like, it's, oh, we vote for a Democrat. Nobody knows why they vote for a Democrat. Look, if they don't do the job, you switch. You got to switch. And some progress has been made like never before, perhaps, in such a short period of time. But under this administration, all of that has changed, and it's changing even faster now. We're undoing the damage inflicted by decades of corrupt Democrat rule and creating a historic tide of new opportunity and prosperity. We've done more for African Americans in three years than the broken Washington establishment has done in more than 30 years. We've created 6.7 million new jobs since the election. A number but as we're delivering results for African Americans, the hard left Democrats have been busy doing absolutely nothing for you. For over three straight years, they've been obsessed with one single delusional goal, overturning the votes of the 2016 great election that we had. And really, if you think about it, overturning American democracy. First, it was the Russia hoax. Then it was the Mueller report. The biggest lie ever perpetrated upon the American people, Russia. Give me a break. They're disgracing us as a nation. They've dismissed you, they've hurt you, and they've sabotaged you for far too long. It's time. Well, now there was a room full of uh, African Americans, Black Americans, yelling, chanting four more years. Now, do you understand why you didn't hear about last week's best news? <laughs> I mean, is it not good news that the President of the United States is helping Black Americans find their entrepreneurial spirit? Did you, if you were there in the meeting, you go back and listen to the whole hour? of uh president trump in atlanta and they had a 
a young black man from Selma, Alabama, talking about his business and how President Trump has been there with the Opportunity Zones to help build his business and help them hire more people. And he's excited about what President Trump and this administration is doing for black Americans. There were others there. And President Trump is turning the corner. And you heard uh, what we played there. We'll play some more on the second half of the show. But let me remind you, you're listening to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. You're listening to us right here on webtalkradio.net. That's webtalkradio.net. We're glad to have you on. Glad you're listening to us. This show is valuable because you're not going to hear it other places. So tell your friends and neighbors about Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. And we have friends, too. Friends like our friend from Fox News right here. Take a listen to Mr. Todd Starnes. Hello, America. Todd Starnes here from the Fox News Corner of the World. And you are listening to Rock Splitting Politics. Sweet mercy. Woo, all right. <laughs> good That's good. You're listening to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. Our friend uh, Todd Starnes there. He has great books, too. Great website. Check out Todd Starnes. And also, just got to tell you, we got books here. And the most uh, one of my favorite books is Bedrock Truths. That's a book that I wrote along with Dr. Alveda King, who was there in Atlanta, Georgia. I could hear her voice. And, in fact, the president... Uh, called out and uh, thanked Alveda King. And so she helped me write the book, Bedrock Truth, and also Dr. Alex McFarlane. So uh, if you haven't got the book, just order that and go right to docholiday.org. And the front page of our website here on uh, Rock Splitting Politics, we're on Web Talk Radio. You can see the cover of the book. Just click on that. It'll take you right to the website. You can order that book, another book about... Uh, a Christian uh, hand, the biblical case for Israel, a Christian handbook. So you can also, order, I got a chapter in that book. A lot of great people put efforts into that. You can order that book. Other books there we'd love for you to have. So uh, check out the website, order the books. That helps keep us on the air and lets us speak to you. So do that and check out our, our Facebook page, Rock Split and Politics. Dr. Ed Holliday's Rock Split Politics. Check that out on Facebook. Like us if you have not yet. And we're glad you're listening to Doc Holliday's Rock Split and Politics. And here's some more from last week's Black Voices for Trump conference right there in Atlanta, Georgia. Now Democrats and the media have launched, and they are partners, you know that, the deranged, hyperpartisan impeachment witch hunt a sinister effort to nullify the ballots of 63 million patriotic Americans. Not happening, by the way. It's failing. It's failing fast. It's all a hoax. It's all a hoax. It's failing fast. Democrats are willing to destroy the foundations of our society and the pillars of our justice system and judicial system in their craven pursuit of power and money. Imagine if Democrats just put 10% of the energy they devote to attacking me and my administration to instead making this a better country for African-American citizens. Can you imagine what they could do? They don't care, but we do. Okay, that's really the truth. And I think you're learning that quickly. We're all learning that. With Republicans in Congress, we are fighting for school choice. 
We believe that in America, no parent should ever be forced to send their child out the door to a failing government school. Shouldn't happen. Shouldn't happen. Today's Democrat Party has no ideas about how to help black Americans. They only want to really use radical socialism, and they want to open your borders so anybody can come in. You're here. Anybody can come in. And they have some bad people wanting to come in, really bad people. We've really strengthened up the borders, as you know. And if we had some help from them, we need some votes to get rid of loopholes. They have loopholes. They're called loopholes. Democrats want to give welfare and free health care to illegal aliens, courtesy of you, the American taxpayer, and the African-American community. Republicans believe that public benefits should be protected for American citizens. For the money that we spend on illegal aliens, we could completely rebuild our inner cities, repair our crumbling infrastructure, and fix our terrible public schools, schools that are in terrible shape. But instead, Democrats want to redistribute your wealth all over the entire world to places that you've never even heard of before. Every day, Democrat sanctuary cities are releasing dangerous criminal aliens and gang members like MS-13 onto your streets. Republicans believe our cities should be sanctuaries for law-abiding Americans, not criminal aliens. Last year, Democrats even shut down the government to preserve benefits for illegal immigrants. Never have they fought that hard to do anything for the African-American community. They don't fight that way. I see them. I'm with them. They don't fight for the African-American community. They would rather have illegal aliens come in, health care, schools. I jokingly said once, Rolls-Royces, every illegal immigrant gets a Rolls-Royce. And the media said, Donald Trump exaggerated. He said they all get Rolls-Royces. This is a lie. These people are the worst. No, no they don't give them Rolls-Royces, just short of the Rolls. They give them just short of the Rolls-Royce, right? Democrats care more about illegal aliens than African-American citizens or our military or citizens all over the place. They care more. Under Democrat politicians, African-Americans become, and they have become, really, they've, they've become forgotten, literally forgotten Americans. But under my administration, you've seen what we've been able to do, because they are forgotten no longer, right? Folks, I'm telling you out there across America, this is historic. What happened in Atlanta, Georgia, really is history in the making. Nobody's talking about it. I said last week's best news you never heard. But if you're conservative, this is some of the best news in, in decades because th for the first time I'm hearing a Republican president of the United States who's not just mouthing words, who's actually connecting with African Americans. He's actually connecting because he is showing how his administration is improving the lives of black Americans. And there's, okay, there's not a million of them there. How many? 
How many people believe in Trump? They all believed in Trump who were there. And they are getting their message out. Now, I had a friend of mine that's been Obama fan, Democrat. He's African-American. He's grown up poor. He's had a rough life. And he's working hard and, and having, having some difficulties in life. And I asked him if he'd listen to this. Just give me his thoughts. I just, I just want him to listen and didn't try to influence him. And, and I've known him many years now. And he listened to the whole thing. And then he said, Ed, I'll tell you something. I've been told all my life that, Ron, that Donald J. Trump is a racist. Is ever since he's been president, racist, racist, racist. He said, I think that man genuinely wants to help black people. He said, now, black people aren't going to believe that. They don't believe it. So this, I, he said, I have a hard time believing that. I do believe him. I believe Donald Trump really wants to help black people in America. I believe, he said, Ed, there's this thing that so many in the black community, we feel like we're not part of America. He said, when I heard Donald Trump in this speech, he said, I feel like he wants me to be a part of America. He said, he really does want black people to succeed and be successful and be a part of America. He said, that's the part that I would ever believed until I heard the speech. Now, does Donald Trump con connect over mainstream media? No, because they won't play this. My friend was shocked. And he said that he thought others, if they heard that message, then everything they've been told about Donald Trump being a racist, he said, how can you be a racist when you want these black people to su succeed and you show where some are succeeding and you want others to succeed? He said, that's what I've been wanting to hear from any Republican. So that's what makes it historic. And let, let's go on. Let me play a couple more clips before we uh, close the show out. Take a listen to this toward the end of the speech of uh, President Trump. How much this whole community has grown. I don't know, uh, Katrina, if I could have said that uh, maybe three, four years ago. People would have, let's say it would have been a slightly smaller audience. But people are seeing what's happening. By the way, go out and join the Republican Party. Sign up. Join the Republican Party. Get all your friends. Go and join it. We're going to do things that nobody ever dreamt of for your community and for the country, but for your community. With your help and your devotion, America's future is really ours to build and build upon and make even greater than it is right now. America's destiny is really ours to reach. America's glory is ours to achieve. When my administration and millions of black Americans join forces, we will be a totally unstoppable force. That's what's going to happen. And remember, the Democrats have let you down. You know, we're talking about over 100 years. We'll deliver a future of justice, opportunity, prosperity, and dignity to every man, woman, and child all across this incredible land. Our nation is thriving like never, ever before. We've never had an economy like this before in our history. And it does make things easier. But if our opponent had gotten in, this economy, instead of being up, 
60, 70 percent, would have been down 60 or 70 percent, and that's guaranteed. But we're thriving like never before. And ladies and gentlemen of the African-American community, I just want to tell you very, very strongly, the best is yet to come. Really, best is yet to come. So I want to thank all of my friends. I have a lot of them that came to see. I want to thank the people outside that couldn't get in because uh, next time we'll do a much bigger room. Next time we're going to do a much bigger room. But you're very, very, very special people. And I want to congratulate you all because uh, what, what has happened in the last three years for the black community, the African-American community, has been really incredible. And it is my honor to have been there with you. And we're going to work together. And we're going to achieve together. And we're going to succeed together. Thank you all very much. Thank you. It's a great honor. Thank you very much. Thank you. God bless America. Thank you. Now, I said I had some friends there, and I'm so glad I can say I had several friends there. I know I told you Dr. Alveda King was there. One person heading it up is working for Trump 20, who was President Trump's spokesperson during his first campaign, Katrina Pearson. She's been on our show several years ago and was part of the Tea Party movement. She was called a Tea Party darling, African-American lady from Texas, Katrina Pearson. And she, um, she was there helping put it together, I believe, and then... You know, there's a I know Reverend Owens, uh, his son uh, William Owens was there. That he just came out the book I've talked about that uh, says uh, a dream derailed. And I, I emphasize anybody go get that book, find out there was exciting things there. Let me play this one last little clip where Trump spoke last week in Atlanta. And it hasn't been done on the smears from the media or the lies from those defending the old status quo. They want to defend it. They're defending their turf. But their turf is no good. Tell them that you are fierce and brave and proud and independent. Black voices for Trump. And that, my friends, is exactly why history was made Last week in Atlanta, Georgia. Now, what history? Is it big or small? Is it just a seed? Is it just a, a little a little wave? Or does this grow into a big wave by November 2020? I don't know. That's why it's exciting to see some change. Somebody in the Republican Party reaching out and actually connecting deep into the African-American community conservatives and bring in some life and some potential for a big wave big i don't know gigantic it's possible a little trickle it's already there let's see what happens keep listening to doc holiday's rock splitting politics see you next week god bless you Thanks for joining us today, and remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. You can order Ed's new book, Bedrock Truths, by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen, or visit DocHolliday.org. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again next week.